What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Welcome back to Confident as Fuck. I have a super exciting guest today because I have one of my oldest friends ever, Brittany Allen. It's so weird to call her by her married last name, which I'm sure is like weird for everyone whose friends get married. But I have Brittany Allen. Brittany has been my friend since I think elementary school. We were in brownies together, maybe even daisies. I was trying to look back through some old pictures, but Brittany's (laughs) one of my oldest friends. And she's also a fantasy book YouTuber. And I'm excited to have her on the podcast today. So welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm excited Thank you to so be much for you. I know. I know. It's like one of those friendships where it's like always there, but we don't communicate that much. Brittany's still in Texas, so we don't communicate that much, but then it's pretty easy friendship. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I was actually like thinking of a bunch of our like how many different things we did together. Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking of all these different memories. So it's kind of cool, but I have like no pictures. I couldn't find any pictures of us like when you texted me I like we hadn't like talked over text in a really long time like we usually talk over Instagram or whatever and when you texted me I laughed out loud because your profile picture in my phone is the picture of you from like when we're uh Romy and Michelle for Halloween oh my god you have to send that <laughs> to me like, oh my that's god. the picture I was looking for I have it. I'll I'll send you like a picture. Of, like I have a physical picture of it, but I'll send you like a, a picture of that picture. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. One time we went to our like school Halloween, whatever party, I guess. The it was. Haunted house. Haunted marks. house. Yeah. <laughs> and we dressed as Romy and Michelle and we didn't, no one knew we were Romy and Michelle, but we like blinged out our shoes we wore like uh put feather boas like on Mm -hmm. all of our clothing and everyone just thought we were hookers so (laughs) super funny which is great and we were at our school function everyone's like y'all are prostitutes (laughs) inappropriate (laughs) and i think we had to be like freshmen i think that year yeah i think so that sounds right because sophomore year we didn't really hang out that much yeah i don't remember I think I don't remember. Oh, sophomore year, I think I was hanging out with Elena a lot because our boyfriends were friends. Oh. And you were in band. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel um, like we just hung out with different people sophomore year and then we after sophomore year, then we were friends. Like hung out a lot. Yeah, definitely. So before we get into like the meat of the podcast, tell us what you do on YouTube and tell us who you are. So I'm Brittany. I, by day, I guess, am a veterinary technician. I work for a remote company based in New York, actually. But just recently this year, just started a YouTube channel talking about mostly fantasy romance books. I, re- I read a lot of different types of books, but those are kind of my my favorite. Just as like a hobby to kind of get connections with people that also enjoy fantasy romance, just because I don't have a lot of people in my life that read or if they read they don't read the same type of books that I read 
And it's, it can be, you know, kind of lonely. You read by yourself and you then become obsessed with these worlds and these characters, and then you don't have anyone to talk to about it, about it with. So just wanted to kind of find a community of people that enjoy that as well. And you have like a YouTube kind of like bestie, right? Are you guys friends like IRL or just in she YouTube? Lives- in the UK. So we oh, have okay. not like actually met in person, but yeah, we met through YouTube. She was actually someone that I watched a lot before I started a YouTube channel and we just had the exact same taste in books in general. And then when I started a YouTube channel, I was like, <laughs> kind of weird. I was like, Hey, I read a book that you recommended. And I talked about it on my most recent video, if you want to watch, and I hated it. I hated the book so much, but I was like, but you know, (laughs) I think that was just like the connection that we made. And like, she kind of like agreed with some of the things that I didn't like about it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's words on paper that someone made up. So it's not that serious, but it was a way that we connected. And then there's pretty much every other book we have just been both obsessed with. And we can like, you know, talk about our obsession with silly little books. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. I feel like it's so cool, like social media and YouTube and everything that there's like a genre for everyone. Yeah. And I love that you use that to create community for yourself because I feel like that's what most people go into creating a passion uh, project or like social media in general looking for. So I feel like, have you met any other people like not in, in real life, but on YouTube, have you made other connections through like your YouTube channel? Yeah, a little bit. And on TikTok as well, like I'll I'll talk a little bit, you know, obviously make short little videos about stuff, books that I'm reading on TikTok. And people are really a lot more communicative on TikTok, I feel like, because it's just so quick and they can like answer a real quick one question because that's what I'll, I'll post about. Like, you know, I'm having trouble getting through this book. Who Who has read this? And, you know, tell me how you got through it or what you thought about it. And people love to like answer that kind of those kind of questions. And then you make connections through that. I've also made connections with people that I know in real life, but never talked to about books before. Like they'll like, didn't really know that I was into that and like an avid reader. So they'll reach out and be like, Hey, I also love reading. Can you give me some recommendations? And I live for that. Like, yes, I will give you all the recommendations and give me all the updates as you're reading it. Because I just love like seeing people's like reaction to books that I love as they're reading it. Like it kind of feels like getting to read it for the first time again and just like see someone else, see it through someone else's eyes is really fun. So I think that's really cool too, is like people that I didn't know liked reading will reach out because they didn't know I liked reading. And it just like makes this other connection that we never would have had otherwise. Yeah. And that's just from you sharing, like sharing it out to the world. I love that. Yeah. So actually let's do our little weekly fave and confidence corner. Do you have something you're loving this week? Doesn't have to be genre Mm -hmm. book genre related, but just anything. We have been watching the great British bake off again, like because the new season just started obsessed with that. They have a new co-host and she's hilarious. I love her. And yeah, we, we go through like TV shows, like we don't really watch TV shows that often, but there's those specific TV shows that for one, we've rewatched like a hundred times or that like, you know, every once in a while when they come on, they're like, we're like, yeah, we haven't watched that in a while. And I just love that show so much. It really just is hilarious. I don't get any recipe recommendations from it. 
because it's all complicated and I'm not doing all that, <laughs> but I love to see what people create and like, they're just, it's such, I love UK, what is it? Reality shows because I feel Me like too. they have such di- diverse types of people and it's never like about the drama. It's, they never like, you know, it doesn't feel like they're like creating drama as much as American reality shows where it's just like every little thing is like a huge deal and they like suck every bit of drama out of it. It's just like watching people live and it's just kind of lighthearted, I guess. And their humor is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Their humor is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So this just reminded me that like a while back, I would say maybe like 10 years ago, maybe like, I don't know if it was before you got married or after, but Okay. So when I knew you in high school, junior high, and we would like go over to each other's houses all the time, you didn't know how to cook anything. Like you were (laughs) one of the worst cooks. Like I'm pretty sure you've burned mac and cheese one time, if I remember correctly. (laughs) (laughs) But then you kind of went on this whole like cooking journey and you were cooking all of like Elton Brown's stuff, right? Yeah. Why did you start cooking? So when I got married, I was like, okay, I need to do something because I need to know how to cook. Like, you know, when you get married, you're like, I have to be the wife. I have to like know how to cook and clean and all of this stuff. And like, I just was never really taught how to cook. My mom wasn't much of a cook. And I also just, I'm very ADHD, not organized. I don't like, I don't pay attention (laughs) very well. So I would just like, like, freaking mac and cheese or you know something that has literally the recipe on the box I could mess that up so I was like I need to do something and also when we first got married like Tyler knows how to cook he's really good at cooking he did a lot of cooking growing up for his family but he doesn't really enjoy it he enjoys grilling I mean he's a man and that's what he would do like every night he would grill something that would be our dinner because I didn't know how to cook so and I was like I can't be having steak every night I'm sorry. Like I'm going (laughs) to die. So I was like, I better learn how to cook. And I like honestly credit Alton Brown to learn like me learning how to cook because I just watched all of his like every episode of Good Eats and like took notes, which is so dumb because I could have just gotten their recipes off of the Internet. But I don't know. I do remember (laughs) you taking notes. I do remember that. Like because, you know, he you know, the recipe is one thing, but he'll put little like tips in his episodes of like, you know, this is something you can do instead or like, you know, you can take this little element of the recipe and then do this with it, a completely different recipe that you don't really get from the recipe. So I would like take notes on that. And I have the, I think I still have the notebook. It's destroyed because I used it when I was cooking. But yeah, I would just I was like, I have to learn how to do this because I can't only eat pork chops and steak for the rest of my life. And also Tyler, when we lived, when we first got married, he was working like all the time, all the time. Like we, he was basically never home. We had dinner at like 10 PM midnight most nights. So it's not like he's going to come home and cook. And I, you know, I just had to figure out how to do it or we weren't going to eat or we were just going to have fast food every night and I would die. So (laughs) that's amazing. I feel like, yeah, that was like a memory unlocked when you were talking about (laughs) the great British bake-off. I remember, I think you were like posting. I can't remember if it was like Instagram or Facebook, but you were always posting about like the stuff you were making. And I was just like, this, <laughs> this girl, <laughs> this girl, like really? Like you were making homemade, like yeah. bread and tortillas. That's what I remember like really vividly is like 
making homemade stuff that you could buy, but you were making it. It was so cool. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, you're broke when you first get married. So I was trying to like find all of the ways that we could save money and like, like, obviously it's just better to eat like homemade stuff than, than store-bought in general for the most part. But, and it's, it was something that became really like gratifying to me, like making something out of nothing. Um, even if like, you know, it wasn't something that I had a passion for before, like kind of the fact that I had to do it kind of made me passionate about it. I don't do as much of that now. Cause like at the time when we first got married, I didn't have a job. So I had like all the time in the world to be like, you know, making homemade bread and stuff like that. And like, I don't have as much time now, but it is very satisfying to feel like, you know, this was something that I was terrible at, like could not even kind of do. (laughs) And now here I am like making all this, like, you know, a homemade chicken pot pie, which I didn't even know you could do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Do you have anything that you did this week that made you feel confident? Honestly, this week I randomly had already asked off at work just because I had a bunch of PTO that I needed to use before the end of the year, which is so weird that this was the week we were going to do the podcast. I was like, that's perfect. So I have done almost nothing this week (laughs) on purpose, but we have been going to, we've been going to the gym a lot more recently, just in general, but like lifting weight not like like heavy lifting or anything but like more than I used to do like actually you know growing my muscles rather than like just losing weight or whatever so yeah this week I have had a lot more time and a lot more energy because I haven't been doing really anything else to like really focus on that and like can really see the results of that this week and it just feels good like there's definitely been times this week that I've been like I don't think I can get through this, but let's try. And I've done it. So do you and Tyler work out together like Mm -hmm. the same workouts? Yeah. Yeah. That was what got me more into lifting is we used to do different workouts where he would lift and I would do like cardio or like body weight, like hit workouts and stuff like that, maybe like a year or two ago. And mainly because I didn't think I was strong enough to lift. Like I just didn't feel like I, that was something that I could do. And he was actually the one that was like, you should try this. I think it would be like, you would see more results. You wouldn't be like killing yourself and we could work out together. Like wouldn't have to be like doing separate things. And he is really good at like explaining how to do stuff. Cause that was another thing is like, I don't, know how to do it like my body doesn't know how to work out that way or move that way so he's really good at like explaining like what to focus on and like how what I should be like feeling and that kind of thing which like really helps because that was like if I tried to do that by myself without someone guiding me I would give up after two workouts because I'd be like I don't know what I'm doing this (laughs) sucks but yeah it's it's really brought out a lot of confidence when you I mean kind of the same thing with the cooking thing, something that you don't think that you can do and then you just do it and you actually can. It just like, you know, brings out a lot of confidence that you can really do whatever. You're just holding yourself back. Totally. Totally agree. Yeah. I remember how many like diets we've gone on together Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like how many um like 
I think we used to, do you remember going to the, like the YMCA together and we would do like cardio, like I so much cardio. I completely forgot about that until you just said that. But yes, I do remember that. And we would do cardio and classes <laughs> and yeah. we would just like kill ourselves doing cardio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And nothing would happen. No, like, nothing would yes. happen. <laughs> and I think we used to like check in with each other and be like, how are you eating? Like, how are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like you said, you can really do anything. And I think that's when anybody finds anything, whether it's like cooking or weightlifting or something that there's like completely out of their comfort zone. And then they start to like do it. And especially with somebody explaining it to you, like whether that's your husband or a friend or whatever, explaining it to you and helping you guide you along. It's so empowering because you're like, yeah. whoa, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know I could even try this let alone be decent at it yeah yeah I would definitely recommend having someone that like feels confident in it like with you because he will also like push me he'll be like you can do heavier than that like you did that no problem I can like just looking at you I can tell you had no problem doing that so let's up it up and then that you know gives you more confidence that someone else can see someone that knows what they're doing can see that you are like doing great at this and you can do even more like it's really empowering. Yeah. Love that. Love that. That was your confidence piece. Okay. So how did you decide to make a YouTube channel? So I really just did it as like, I, okay. Like 10 years ago, I actually started a YouTube channel for the same exact thing because I got into reading. I was a reader as like a kid, like in elementary school. But then after that, I didn't really get much into reading because, you know, we had to read for school and that's not fun. And then whenever we first got married and I didn't have a job living in Hawaii and I didn't know anyone because we, you know, moved so far away, I really found reading to help me a lot. Like it was a way to pass the time. It was a way... as an escape and like to, you know, spend time in a different world in a way with different people, even though they're like fictional. But uh, like I said, that can get really lonely if you don't have someone that shares that hobby and with you a lot of times. So I started a YouTube channel back then talking about it, but I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like very unconfident in it. I was like, who cares what I have to say? Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know how to edit these videos. I don't know any of this. And I wasn't happy with the finished product. I mean, like not to mention back then editing videos was even harder than it is now. And, you know, I had a laptop (laughs) like it was it was not fun, an old laptop. And so I made like two or three videos and then I was like, I'm not doing this. This is stupid. And then, you know, I was still very much into reading after that and didn't really have anyone to talk to about it. And then Last year, I kind of like didn't read at all, which was really weird for me. It was like kind of a loss of my identity. Like I feel like a lot of people saw me, people that knew me in real life were like, Brittany's always reading or whatever. And then last year I didn't, I read like six books, which is crazy. I've read like 70 books this year. And um, so I was like, that was, it was just like a really weird feeling. I felt very like, I don't know, disconnected from myself in that way and like trying to figure out why I was feeling that way. And then I got back into it, like kind of got over that slump and started to feel like myself again, started to feel like, you know, I was getting my hobby back. But then again, I was feeling like I don't have anyone to talk to about this. And it's like, 
it's just, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to have something that you just want to share with someone and not have anyone to do that with. And like my sisters read, but they don't read the same kind of books. And then, you know, I just don't know anyone else in real life that reads. So what I would do is watch YouTube videos and like look up like the video or the the book that I was currently obsessed with and just like hear other people's thoughts about it. And so I was like, why don't I just do that and then have other people making videos as responses to other people's videos in a way, like not directly, but just we can all be in this. The booktube community is really like welcoming and like, I think that's why a lot of people make videos is like, we want to talk, share this thing with people that enjoy it as well. So I just wanted to kind of find people like that and quickly did like, I mean, Reagan, the other YouTuber that I connected with and then people on TikTok. And like I said, people in real life, it's, you know, brought me exactly what I wanted is just like talking to people about the things that I enjoy and the things that I do with the majority of my time. (laughs) Hello, Queens. I am interrupting this podcast for a quick little commercial break for Batty Girls Club. If you guys don't know, Batty Girls Club is coming back for season three and I could not be more excited. Batty Girls Club is my six-month program that is all geared around becoming your most batty self. Batty Girls Club is a program all about coming home to yourself and unleashing your most confident version of you so that you can improve your relationships, so that you can show up the way you want to show up, so that you can set boundaries, and so you can be the most confident version of you. Batty Girls Club is six months, and each different month has its own theme. Each theme also has its own guest speaker. So you're not just hearing from me in this program. You're also hearing from six other experts. Each month, you're hearing from a different one. These experts range from human design, shadow work, self-sabotage, alignment, business, and so much more. And I cannot wait for you guys to see all the amazing things that we have planned for season three. Season three is going to start in January of 2024, but you can get on the wait list now. And as soon as you get on the wait list, you will receive a free one-on-one call with me and also 25% off of the program. So super important to get on the wait list. That's going to be in the show notes down below for you guys. So you guys can peruse that down below. I cannot wait for Batty Girls Club season three. Some exciting things that we have coming that are new this year is at the end of the six-month program, we're also doing a Batty Fest, which is an in-person meetup at the end of the six months, after you've spent the six months with these amazing women in this community, you're going to be able to meet up with them in person. We're going to have different activities. This year, we're having a cake decorating lesson and also a tattoo artist coming and doing tattoos for us. So it's going to be really great. I can't wait to see what comes of next year's Batty Girls Club, Batty Fest 2024. Also included in Batty Girls Club, which is really awesome, is a custom sweatshirt. So you get to pick which color and size and style that you want, and we'll custom make it for you. It'll say Batty on it or on the back. And then also you're going to have some books that are going to come in your gift box, as well as some other Batty Girls Club merch. I am really, really excited. If you guys saw my Batty Girls Club hat from last year that just says Batty on it, we're going to remake those again. Those were a hit and those are exclusive only for baddies that joined Baddie Girls Club. So if you guys want to get on the wait list, if you want more, the wait list is going to be down below for you guys. I love you guys so, so much. And now back to the podcast. And 
you said like before that you weren't that confident doing it. So what was that like shift where when you started re-uploading again to feel actually confident doing it? I, I mean, I didn't at first. I felt again, like I, you know, I'm not saying anything super important. Like, you know, it's just me talking about these books that I like, like who's going to watch this and I don't know how to edit videos. And I feel like I've spent a lot of time and I've always thought about it. Even when I stopped making videos 10 years ago, I've always thought like, this is something I think would be really fun and that I would really like to do, but I'm too busy at work or I don't know how to edit and I don't have the time to like try to figure that out. And I'm really not good at with computers, like all of these, you know, excuses and always trying to wait for the right time. Like when I have, I don't know, more time to look into that or I feel like I have more things to say, I will, I will do that. And I was like, but if I keep waiting for that, I'm just going to have another excuse and another reason not to do it and like it's hard to be consistent with it when you have like a full-time job and you know it isn't the ideal time like but it's never going to be so I just kind of decided like I'm not gonna wait around I'm not gonna spend my whole life waiting to do what I want to do just because it's not the perfect time and also I did get a job where I was working from home so it was a little bit easier to find that time when I was working in a clinic, if anyone, you know, works in the medical field, human or animal, like you just don't have time to function as a human really at all. So having hobbies outside of that is pretty hard, but yeah, it was, it was a combination of the two. Like I do have more of a capacity to do it, but I'm not going to wait around to have that perfect life. Cause that's never going to happen. Yeah. I think so many people get stuck in that, like whether it's like starting a podcast, starting a YouTube channel or really doing anything. It's like, oh, I want to wait until, like you said, like all the stars align for me to do that. And I love what you said that it's like, I'll always have an excuse not to do it. Yeah. So it just became kind of like a, I have to do it or I'm never going to do it type of vibe. Right. Yeah. And that was my, like one of my biggest excuses was like, I don't have time to do it. And then once I did have time, my excuse was, I don't know how to work the editing or I don't know how to do any of that. So then I was like, but now I do have time. That was my excuse. So now I'm just making up another one so that I won't do it. And that's what's going to keep happening if I don't just do it. And it's like, once you start, you know, you get better and better. Everyone's like first thing sucks. I mean, like everything. My first video was so bad. I did not know what I was doing. I had like, it's like 40 minutes long because I was doing the complete wrong way of editing. But I feel like that's kind of what's good about YouTube is you can look back at your video like 10 videos ago and be like, that was only 10 videos ago. And that sucks (laughs) like (laughs) compared to what it looks like now. So it's like a really easy way to see your growth. And it's I mean, it's humbling for sure, because you're like, wow, that's on the Internet. But (laughs) like, (laughs) it's, it's also really nice to be like, that's growth that I can see in real time. I know. I just so I'm rebranding my old YouTube channel for the podcast because I had a YouTube channel too, like almost 10 years ago. And I actually have hundreds of videos on there, but I just like unlisted them all right now so that I can use it for the podcast. And as I was looking back through some of those videos, I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like how embarrassing, like how embarrassing. And I think I was shooting mine on like 
for a while I was shooting them on like an iPhone and then editing them on my iPhone at work. And it's just like, (laughs) yeah, but it is a great time capsule. Like I didn't want to delete them because I was like, well, yeah, these are great memories and they live now. They're unlisted. So no one can look them up anymore, but, but you um, have them, (laughs) but I have them. Yeah. Yeah. To look back on because yeah, it's like, they just get better and better. And the more that you do something just like with the podcast or with like anything, any social media, or anything in general, you're going to get better as you do it. So, right. Yeah. And I love that you said too, like you get better so quickly. Yeah. Like it's almost like funny how quickly it gets easier when you're doing it so often. Yeah. And there's always something to learn, but I think as you do, when you first start, you don't know what you don't know. Like you have like no grasp of where you're starting, what you need to look up, what you need to do. So when you start making the video and you're like, wow, that sucked. I hate that. Then you can look up that specific thing. And there's definitely a YouTube channel or something that's going to teach you how to fix it. And like the editing thing, I was like, that took me way too long and it doesn't even look how I wanted to look. So how do I cut this easier? There has to be a better way to do this. Now I can look that up. But before I didn't know, I didn't know that that was going to be a thing. I had no grasp of that. So as you do something, you learn what it is like specifically that you want to fix and do better. And that's really the only way you can learn in anything. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like my first podcast with a guest. I didn't even realize that like the mics were going to echo off of each other. Mm. And I was like, okay, so I, now I know the whole setup fucking sucks. Like I yeah, can't, I have to change everything. <laughs> I have to change literally everything. <laughs> and I had to spend a long time editing that audio. But like you said, like you don't know until you start doing it. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, I can improve this. I can do better on this. But when you, if you never start, you never even like get those questions answered because they never even come up. Yeah. What else is going on with you personally outside of your YouTube channel? So we are getting ready to start the process of buying a house, which is terrifying. We never bought a house before. We're living in a rental right now. And that is the main thing right now. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, obviously working a full-time job is taking up most of my time. And... Pretty much everything else I do is read or play video games. So mostly (laughs) just the stress of buying a house, figuring out where exactly we want to live, what kind of house we want, can afford the whole process is, you know, stressful because you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Like I said, there's so many little things that I know I'm going to find when we start doing it that I'm like, great. (laughs) Where are you guys looking right now? Around here, unfortunately, I don't really want to live in Texas anymore, but it's just like moving out of state, which I'm sure you know, is extremely expensive, difficult, all of that. So we're kind of thinking about just moving somewhere close by in the Metroplex and then living in it for a couple of years, using that money once we sell that house to move out of state. Because that's our ultimate goal is not to live here anymore, but it is very convenient to live near family. It's very convenient to live, you know, where, where, you know, everything. And I like, I mean, well, I guess Renee is from, from California, but like thinking about picking up everything and like moving to a whole nother state where you're like, I don't really know what it's like to live here. And 
it's going to be more expensive. And let's be honest, like pretty much every place that we're going to move from Texas is going to be more expensive. So it's just a lot of like, we need to, you know, be smart about this and like not just pull the cord because it's way too freaking hot here. <laughs> Where would you guys look at moving and like what state? I want to move to Colorado, but I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> why did you know, know I was going to say that? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I was like, I don't see you moving to California, but so then I'm thinking of other states and I'm like, Florida, but it's also hot there. Yeah, it's so hot. Oh my God. We almost know, moved to you, Florida. Maybe you mentioned Colorado before, but I didn't. I, it's crazy to me. Like myself 10 years ago, maybe even like six years ago, if I heard myself saying, like, I don't want to live in Texas anymore, I would be like, that's not me. Like, who is that girl? But I don't know. It's just like once you live in different states, like, because we had to from the military, it just like you just see all of these different places and it makes you not like I don't know get feel like you have to fit in this box like you can experience all of these different things and there is like it it just doesn't seem to like really fit the same vibe that I want anymore in general but yeah we almost moved to Florida because like beachy I like beachy vibes but it's always expensive like it's always gonna be the most expensive and I also do like seasons like I like for the weather to change which is my main gripe with Texas right now because it's like 85 degrees at the moment and <laughs> I know it's so hot there so. yeah I mean it's it's nice but it's October like let's let's get with the program but um <laughs> but yeah like Colorado would be cool because it's very like outdoorsy you can there's a lot of things to do outdoors there's a lot of like seasons but um, it's also expensive. So New Mexico, Wyoming would be nice as well. And it wouldn't be like too far from Texas where like, you know, no one can ever come visit us. But um, Tyler's dad lives in California. So it would be like right in the middle-ish. We lived in that little line of like Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico. Um, so we've been to California many times to San Diego. And that I love the vibe of San Diego. That's like perfect. Because it's like very, it's kind of like small town, but not not really. There's like a lot to do, but it's not like so busy, um, like, you know, a big city. And I love it, but it's just like, you know, he has just a normal house and he could easily sell it for like a million dollars. So yeah, I, never gonna San Diego is <laughs> one of my favorite cities in California, like favorite, yeah. favorite cities. It's gorgeous. Like you said, I love the vibe that it is, but San Diego is like almost as expensive as where we are, like LA, Long Beach area, super expensive there too, but gorgeous. But yeah, I love that. Like you guys have waited to buy a house because I feel like most of my friends in Texas or anyone I talk to in Texas, like my sister has bought multiple houses at this point and she's younger than us. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just... (laughs) I'm like, what? So how, why did you guys continue renting? Was it because you guys were thinking of like moving or was it just like better for overall what you guys wanted? It's a couple things. I think for me personally, it was, I don't want to live here and I'm scared to buy a house here and be stuck here. And that was still kind of my fear, but like, you know, logically it makes sense to have money to move with and not just like, you know, do it out of nowhere because you want to. 
and again, like it's it's nice to have family to like lean on in those kind of situations and stuff like that. So, but also like, you know, buying a house is really expensive right now. Like just no one's like contesting that. It's just like, so we were kind of trying to wait until it was going to be cheaper. And then we got to a point where like, it's not going to be. And renting is just as expensive, if not more expensive. So it just makes sense to buy a house, spend a little bit less than we would in renting a house, and then we can sell it and use that money to go where we actually want to go. And we can spend this time actually going and visiting those places and determining where exactly we want to move. Cause that's another thing is like, I've never even been to Wyoming, so I don't know. <laughs> and you know, like I know a lot of people have done that before. They're just like, let's just move to this place. And then it works out. But I, that terrifies me. <laughs> so I need to like go and actually experience it and make sure. Cause that's my thing is like, I'm so afraid of even now, like buying a house and then realizing like, oh, the foundation is terrible or whatever. Like I just, I don't know, buying a house is so like final in my mind, even though it's not, it just is like scary in general. So moving to another state where you don't know anything and buying a house, you just want to throw up. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Going back to your YouTube channel, how often do you upload? I try to do every week. This past couple months, I have not been doing every week because a lot of what I do is reading vlogs where I read a book and just like give updates, either spoilers or no spoilers. Sometimes I'll do spoilers so that like people who have read the book can like, you know, vicariously, like I said, kind of reading it for the first time again and seeing how someone else feels about the book. And sometimes I do non-spoilers so that people can kind of get vibe for how I feel about the book as a whole as I'm reading it, but they can also then go and read it. But lately, I don't know why I have just not been getting into any book long enough to finish it all the way. I think a lot of that is just work has been mentally taxing. So I don't spend a lot of time reading after wearing my brain out from work. So I think I've done every other week these past few months but trying to get back up to every week once a lot of new releases are coming out this next couple of months that I'm like really excited for. So I know that I will be reading like a fiend again once that happens. Okay. And if someone is like going into this new genre of books, what would be like some of the books that you say they need to start off with? So I would definitely go for something that is light fantasy like maybe set in our world or a world similar to ours but just has like a little bit of magic like divine rivals by rebecca ross is a really good one it is it kind of it's not set in our world but it feels like uh 1940s 1930s america the characters are writing on typewriters the like vibe is very that time period which i personally love like historical fantasy and then there's just like this little magical war going on in the background. But the main story is about these two characters who are writing anonymous letters to each other through a magical typewriter, kind of like You've Got Mail vibes. So it's really easy to get into because it already has that plot point that a lot of people are used to. And it's set in a world similar to ours. And there's just a little bit of fantasy on the side. Also, another type of book that I think is good to get into fantasy is like a fairy tale feeling book like the Caraval or Once Upon a Broken Heart series by Stephanie Garber. 
they're the same world, but they're two different series. They feel like a Disney princess type story, but for adults. Well, it's YA, but it's like a like a older teenager YA, I would say. And it just like the the atmosphere of it is very like fairy tale, glittery, girly. And it's like balls are happening. It's very easy to like get into because I feel like we've all seen like Disney princess and like have that ingrained in us, you know, and there's the fantasy world element. Part of it is really not difficult to grasp at all. It's very like basic in a way. If you enjoy romance, I feel like that is really easy because you can focus on the romance part of it. And then the magic will just kind of like happen when it's kind of that simple magic system. Sweet. Perfect. I'm going to have those two that are three that she recommended linked below for you guys in the show notes. So if you guys are interested, you guys can check it out. Also going to have her YouTube channel and her Instagram linked down below for you guys as well. So you guys can check that out too. What is your favorite book that you've ever read? So hmm, I have two one is the book Thief, which is not fantasy romance at all. It's a historical fiction about World War II. I've read it like three times. It's pretty sad. I mean, it's about World War II, but it is narrated by death. So it still has kind of a fantasy element to it. And I just, I love that type. I love that plot device where it's narrated by something that is not human. And they're like looking in on humans and like talking about the things that they love and hate about them. It's just like very introspective and like kind of puts it puts being human in a different perspective, like makes you kind of appreciate the things about life that you don't really think about on a lot of levels. And of course I love history in general. So I really like books that are set in the past. And then also, A Court of Silver Flames, which is the last book in the A Court of Thorns and Roses series, which is a super popular series by Sarah J. Mass. It's the last book that is out. It's not the last book of the series. The series is still going, but it is a... I would not start with that series if you're just getting into fantasy because there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of things happening. There's There's a lot of characters and a lot of things that you have to pay attention to. And I read it twice before I actually started to enjoy it and actually understand it but I think you could get into it after like a couple fantasy series it's it's not like the most high fantasy but I really enjoy that the last book is about the main character in the other book's sister and she has kind of been a villain in the series before this book and you get an inside look at why she feels the way that she does and why she has reacted the way that she does. And that's one thing that I really love about reading is that you it makes me a more empathetic person. It makes me like see real life people as characters in a way like, you know, they have something going on in their life that we can't see. And that's kind of what I love about that series is like this whole time you have been seeing this character as bad and then you get to see why she feels that way and get her inner thoughts. And I relate to her in a lot of ways. So then it makes you kind of feel like we are the same and I've been seeing her as a villain this whole time. And it's just it's really nice to kind of like use that something that you use as an escape and a hobby and you do for entertainment also makes me grow as a person and I feel like I can understand real people and real life situations better because of these 
fantasy books about fairies, which is a really beautiful thing. (laughs) I think that is a really big misconception about fantasy books is that people that read them want to like escape their own reality. But I love that you said that, that it's like not that you're escaping reality. It almost makes you see things in a different way so that you are able to, like you said, have growth, personal growth. Right. Yeah. I think it really helps me to see things in real life easier. Like I, I just get a better, and I think that's kind of what is why people consume whatever media they consume, like whatever speaks to them and helps them to see the world the way that they want to see it or the way that helps them to get through it. I think that is a lot of what entertainment does for us in general, not like, you know, not everyone enjoys reading and people who do enjoy reading, not everyone enjoys the same type of genre because it just doesn't speak to their soul that way. So I think that that is a, a big part of it is just finding the genre or the type of media that helps you understand yourself and the world and also is entertaining and helps you, you know, just enjoy life a little bit better. There's a lot. That was so beautifully said. (laughs) Well, thanks. That was literally so beautifully said. Yeah. (laughs) Because it is true. Like any media that we're consuming, whether it's like reading or reality TV or news or whatever, right? Like maybe not news, but whatever, like you're empathizing or you're seeing yourself in a character or you're seeing like a different, a similar dynamic to what may be in your life in the show or in the book or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's interesting how you said that because I think that that's very true. So give everyone your YouTube channel in case they don't want to go down below to the show notes. It's Britter Apple, like Bitter Apple with an R, Britter Apple. <laughs> and I'll have it, like I said, linked down below for her. And then the last thing that we do in the podcast is a rapid fire question. So okay. let me know when you're ready and we'll do a little rapid fire. doesn't have to be that rapid, but. Okay. It's definitely not going to be, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your favorite food? So special occasion, brisket. I love brisket, but it can be done not well very easily so and i can't eat it every day obviously i would die but everyday favorite food is greek food i love it i feel like it's amazing tastes amazing there's so many different types that you can get and for the most part i feel good after i eat it so i enjoy that now that i'm you know getting older i i really like prioritize food that i don't feel like i need to just lay in bed for the rest of the day after i eat it so (laughs) Yeah. I love Greek food too. You know what? Brisket is like not a thing here in California. Yeah. It's, it's not like, a thing a lot of places. And it's, really- yeah, I didn't really realize that until we didn't live in Texas anymore, but they have like tri-tip here, yeah. which is different, I've heard of that. like not the same, but yeah, I've heard of that. Cause I did used to wa- watch like a couple that did like fitness videos and they always got tri-tip from Costco. That was like their thing. And I was like, what the heck is tri-tip? Like, what is that? Yeah. I never heard of it until we moved here. When we lived in Hawaii, they had this barbecue place that had brisket. And I was like, that's amazing. Cause I really did not think there was going to be brisket in Hawaii. That was the only place, but I was happy because I still got that. So yeah, they had a food truck here one time that was like a Texas barbecue food truck and they had brisket. Oh, <laughs> I was like, nice. yes. Was it that's good? the only time I've ever seen it. No, 
No, it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so like, it's so specific and it can be done wrong so many times. Like even that barbecue place in Hawaii, like sometimes I, I always got brisket, but sometimes it was good and sometimes it, it wasn't. I was like, okay, well, yeah, it's just a gamble. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what is your favorite coffee order right now? So, I mean, it's October. So pumpkin cream cold brew from Starbucks For is sure. amazing. I usually don't go to Starbucks. I will usually just have black coffee at home because I hate creamer. But also there's this place out here called Gold Grounds and Gold. We just went there and they have like this pumpkin pie latte. And I, it's the best latte I've ever had in my life. Ooh. And I don't like like super sweet coffee. I like, I mean, I drink black coffee most of the, most of the time and it is the best latte I've ever had. I, I mean, sorry, it's it's not like a chain or anything, but if you're in the DFW area, it's amazing. Do you remember going to Starbucks with your dad that we used to go to Starbucks all the time with your dad? I mean, kind of. <laughs> not not specifically. I remember we used to go, oh my God, do you remember that time we went to Starbucks and we saw someone get proposed to? No, I don't <laughs> remember that. Was that at the mall? No, that was right next to Trio's. Someone like, remember we used to walk Starbucks? Yes, I do remember that. From Chios to Starbucks for lunch. That was our lunch, pizza and Starbucks. <laughs> and <laughs> there was these tables outside the doors. And there was, I think he had just proposed because there was like oh. balloons. And we didn't actually see him propose, but he was like, well, he had a balloon that said, will you marry me? And she was like all happy looking at her hand and stuff. No, Which that is hilarious. That they yeah, right there, like, but... it's a shopping center. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we used to go like out off campus during yeah. high school for lunch. And I always drove because I was like the first person to have my license because I have like an early birthday. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we always used to get pizza and Starbucks. And I was a crazy ass driver. Yeah, 100%. I still tell the story about <laughs> the time. I think we were going to Burger King and we wanted ice cream. Uh, yeah, what was, what was it? what's it called? Soft serve ice yeah. cream. But then I'm, I think we were in line and we saw that the ice cream machine was broken or something. And it's like one of those drive-thrus that you can't get out of once you get into it. Like there's medians on either side, but that didn't stop Alicia. She was getting out. <laughs> and we like were high centered on it. Like the car was like fully high centered. Like the wheels were not touching the ground anymore. And we had to like lean forward so you could get out. <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And, and then I, I thought we might die a million times, but <laughs> it was fun. I still remember my dad being like changing my oil or something like months after that. And then him being like, dude, there's like a dent or something <laughs> underneath your car. Like, have you hit anything or have you like, you know, hit any potholes? Have you heard anything? I was like, no, that's so strange. like today. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nothing <laughs> happened. I didn't definitely didn't drive over a median yeah yeah never <laughs> <laughs> okay what is your alcohol drink of choice um I don't really drink that much but when I do usually like some kind of margarita I'll usually the only time we drink or I drink is if we go out to a restaurant and they have like fancy signature cocktails or whatever so I'll usually try something that I usually actually have Tyler pick more pick for me because he does way better than I do I'll pick some some crazy drink and then I'll try it and I'm like mm, that's disgusting and he he'll try pick something for me and I'll love it but 
I have a lot of specific things. Like I don't want it to taste like alcohol. Don't want it to be too sweet. (laughs) I don't like grenadine. I don't like coconut. So I usually get like some sort of margarita or some sort of like sangria because usually those don't taste very much like alcohol. (laughs) But actually the last time I like got drunk was the last time we hung out. Like years ago. When we went to Gloria's, I think. Yeah. 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 Because I just really hate. I mean, I know I heard you talking about it in the last few podcasts of like the feeling of feeling drunk is just I can't do it anymore. And that that was a reminder because the next day <laughs> that was like <laughs> seven years ago. I know. <laughs> I know. And I literally had like three of those like short little Glasses those are strong of margarita. though. <laughs> yeah. Those are very strong. I realized that after I stood up. <laughs> I had to get oh Tyler God. to come pick me up because I was like, I can't drive home. <laughs> oh my God. I remember. Yeah. That was hilarious. And we but, were supposed to like hang out after that. And then we just didn't because probably because we were both hungover. Yeah. 100%. I didn't work. I remember I didn't work until noon the next day. So I was like, I can drink. It's fine. I don't work till noon. I was dying. Like I was on the toilet the whole day. I think all I ate that whole day was some animal crackers. So I'm, I mean, this was, you know, five to seven years ago and I was already too old for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I am not a hard liquor person anymore unless it's in like a mixed drink and I do like one is fine. But yeah, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me say this on the podcast, but yeah, I'm like, I'm not in the mood for a hangover anymore. So what do you drink? Like beer or? No, I usually drink like Prosecco. Like, and that is usually pretty good for me. Like I could drink a few of them. I get a buzz. I usually never have a hangover if I drink it. But still, like I have to be way more controlled in my drinking as I get older because I, as I get older, the less I drink, the more I have a hangover if I drink two, like even one too many. Yeah. Like we actually went out to eat dinner, supposed to be like a chill dinner. Of course, I got a little excited, ordered a bottle of wine, which like I know red wine doesn't really sit well with my stomach anymore as I get fucking older. It gives me heartburn. (laughs) And um, so we eat, we have this bottle of red wine. And then I even got, which Renee was like, why are you ordering like a whole bottle? And I was like, I don't know. Like I just am. And we drank that. And then- at the end, I even, I don't know what I was like excited about that day, but then they had like a pink tequila. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, let's take a shot of this tequila. Horrible fucking idea. <laughs> Wait, the tequila I, like, was pink? The, it was in like was a pink tequila? bottle. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was in like okay. a pink bottle. And I mean, as soon to. as I had, <laughs> as soon as I had the first sip, I was like, I am going to be sick. And Renee was like, are you kidding me? Like you're an adult. <laughs> and I was like, I have to get out of here. I have to get out of this restaurant. We walked home. As soon as I laid down, I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. And Renee was like, come on, you're a fucking adult. <laughs> like you're an adult. You don't have get to throw up together. when you drink. <laughs> get yourself oh. together. Well, tell my stomach that. <laughs> I know. So yes, I did throw up. And that was the last time that I like really had too much to drink. And that was, that was probably about a year ago. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. fill it in. Yeah. Yeah, I pretty much throw up if I even am kind of drunk every time. So, and I hate throwing up. So, you know what? It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. What is your best Amazon purchase of this month? Um, 
Let's see. Or just purchase in general if you're not like an Amazon girly. Oh, I have definitely ordered some stuff on Amazon <laughs> this week. Um, I got a pair of flare jeans, like Ooh, the first yes. <laughs> pair of flare jeans, because I was like, I don't know how to wear flare jeans anymore. Like, I feel even when I put them on, I'm like, am I 16? Like, what's happening? <laughs> I know. It's so weird. And I don't know what shoes to wear with them. But I got some and they're high waisted because like, come on, which I appreciate that we're still doing high waisted thing. <laughs> Our jeans, <laughs> yeah, our jeans in high school, I would like oh be sliced in half. But <laughs> I put them on, and Tyler was like, "Oh, what are these like modern, like retro or whatever?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I guess skinny jeans are out or whatever." And he was like, "Well, I like them," and I was like, "Okay, good," because I feel weird. <laughs> so I'm glad that you like them. <laughs> I but, know. I feel like if I wear skinny jeans, I know people know I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I am old. But I am. And then I like, they're also like low-key uncomfortable skinny jeans. Yeah, 100%. I, I was wearing them in a, the flare jeans and I was like, I mean, these are way more comfortable. But I feel like I I feel like I am trying to be in disguise. <laughs> like, same. I'm trying to make people think that I'm not old, but like I clearly am. But at the same time, if I'm wearing skinny jeans, then I'm like, you look old. <laughs> you look like a loser. So yeah we can't win <laughs> we can't we can't but I love that I have a pair of skinny or a pair of flared jeans too and same thing I'm like what shoes do I wear yeah with these yeah I wear like these just sneakers and I'm just they just look weird because I just feel like and people are wearing potato shoes again I I'm like I can't this. do that I can't do that I literally this was oh my, my uniform my <laughs> oh. potato shoes flared jeans a hollister jacket yes. or whatever aeropostal or whatever jacket yeah. oh my god yes i saw the potato shoes are back and they don't call them i don't think they call them potato i don't shoes. know what they call them were we the only people that called them that? or was that i think that was a I thing i don't know right? i feel like that was a thing i mean some of my other friends in high school called them that but it could just be yeah. our high school i guess <laughs> yeah Oh, God. If you guys don't know what potato shoes are, we're referring to like the Birkenstocks that are popular right now. Yeah, they're like the slide on, which listen, they're easy. They're comfortable. I thought they were cute as fuck at the time, but it's just so weird when you like get out of that phase and then you're like, okay, wait, what are we doing, guys? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like what is happening? Why are we going back to this? Yeah. (laughs) Those weren't cool. Remember? Now they're cool again. Yeah. Wow. We sound oh old. my god <laughs> i know i know if you weren't doing what you're doing right now what would you be doing kind of two things i've juggled with i think it would be super cool to do like audiobook narration or like video game voiceovers or whatever i can't really do any like voices so that's like kind of what i would i would be limited i would just like be able to do my own voice that's it. But I think that would be so fun. And it would kind of just like marry my hobby with, you know, my job. But the other thing is kind of to do with like the vet field. I've been in the vet field since I was 19 and worked at like a ton of different clinics and things like that. And I think I, any other vet techs or vet nurses that out there listening, I feel like this is not news to anyone, but it's not the industry and the 
field is not where it should be for the employees or the patients or anyone involved. And I think there needs to be some kind of change in that whole atmosphere. And I would love to be a part of that. I don't know if that even is a job or what that would even look like. My main focus would be on the patients. I think that there's a lot of um like the the veterinary field is a business when you get down to it like it doesn't we don't have insurance the way that health like uh human medicine does so it is ultimately a business so there's not enough time and resources put on making sure that the um, patients feel comfortable because you have to go from one appointment to the next you can't like some animals need more time than others and people are just owners it has to start at the top but owners uh of practices not not um the pet owners but the owners of vet practices and the doctors and the nurses all just need to be educated on how to make that experience better and more harmonious for everyone involved and i would love to be involved in that in some way i just don't know that that exists at the moment and so it's something in that realm just like making that a better experience for pets mostly but everyone involved Totally agree. I mean, like I've texted Brittany a thousand times about <laughs> my dog and being like, hey, this is going wrong with him. And I don't really want to take him to the vet right now because it's going to be a thousand dollars. And yeah. I don't know if they're like going to really give me the right advice or if they're just going to, because like you said, it's not through insurance. So it's kind of like, I don't know if this is the right move because they want to charge me $10,000 for this. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's correct. And I've texted her a million times being like, what do I actually do and what's actually correct? And yeah, I agree. That's a huge disconnect. You know, we actually took our, we had to take our dog to Mexico to get a surgery because we couldn't afford it here. Like it was so expensive. So, yeah. Yeah, And I just to put that out there, I would so much rather someone ask me, like, I know there's a lot of like memes and stuff about like, you know, if you tell someone that you're a vet nurse, that you're going to get all the questions about like, oh, my dog's doing this. They're making this noise. What does this mean? And, you know, nine times out of 10, my answer is going to be take them to the vet. But I would so much rather someone ask me like, you know, this is going on with my dog. What do I do? Then go to Google and type that in and get all this influx of information that probably isn't even accurate and you have to decipher through. And like you can call your vet and tell them like this is what's happening with my pet do I need to bring them in but I know like if you have someone that you trust that is like an outside party that can be a lot easier because it doesn't feel like like I have no stake in that so I'm not going to tell you to bring your dog to the vet just to make money it's not going to do anything for me um so I would so much rather someone come to me and say this is what's going on with my animal even though most of the time my answer is going to be you need to take them to the vet I can like triage them in a way and say like you know you need to take them immediately or you can wait or you can monitor them. You know, I feel like that is, I like, I don't know, those memes and like TikTok videos that I see when people say that, where it's like, you know, you should pay me if you're going to ask me those type of questions that like rubs me the wrong way. Cause I would, I would so much rather be that person, like that sounding board, if someone feels comfortable with that and the pet get the, the care that they need, then someone feeling like, oh, well, I I can't ask them because they're going to get upset at me. I'll just not take them to the vet or I'll just go to Google or whatever. Um, So I just wanted to put that out there. I think that that is a a misconception that needs to not exist. (laughs) 
Yes. Can a hundred percent agree on that too. <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed our talk and I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast too. Like I said, I'm going to have everything for Brittany linked down below her Instagram, her YouTube, the books that she mentioned, and also anything else that we talked about in this podcast will be down there for you guys in case you need it. Thank you so much for coming. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we got to like catch up and talk about this. I know. I know. That's so awesome. Thank you again. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.